all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? <laughs> it's just getting more and more ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Although the way I said hello is a little bit of a hint towards this week's topic. Okay. Did you did you catch the pronunciation? Not really. I no. said uh, without the drawn out h. I said hello. Okay. So, we'll get into that <laughs> in a bit. Um so, housekeeping, not much. When we record, like, twice in the same week, there's usually not a whole lot more to say. We're recording ahead of time because I will be, by the time this episode comes out, I will be in Miami mm-hmm. visiting the grandparents who like to wake me up at 7 o'clock in the morning on my day off for no good reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that may or may not have happened today. Thanks, Grandma, for the text, the urgent text about the fact that you're credit card on file with PayPal is expiring. <laughs> Clearly that was crucial <laughs> to be thinking about at 6.56 this morning, but I'm not better. Not at all. No, I do love my grandmother. You all have to understand. I love my grandparents to death. They're challenging. And well, I can say that because they will never listen to this. Yeah, well, and I'm sure somebody else is probably going through the same thing that listens to this. So Something many similar. people are. You know, I actually, um, I just saw on Facebook that um, our friends at Yours and Murder, mm-hmm. um, Rachel and Rebecca, Rachel put up that um, their, uh, their grandpa's not doing so hot mm. and he's going through some dementia issues yeah, and stuff, which that's is not good. My grandpa has similar issues. It's, thankfully, it's not so bad he has Parkinson's dementia it's not too this is a cheery way to get started yeah <laughs> so I just realized I'm interrupting myself it's a, it's a great way to start a disaster podcast yes anyway best thoughts to um the yours and murder family I hope everything goes as smoothly as possible but anyway um so yeah not a ton of housekeeping per se rate review subscribe follow us on all the social means at all bad things pod and um what are you drinking I am having once again the Birdsong's Jalapeno Pale Ale. Yes, an old, an old reliable for you. Yes, very good. Yes. and you're drinking it in somebody else's funky Buddha co- koozie. I huh? am. I don't know where my Bill's koozie is. There were like two in there. Are there? I yes, see I had to dig around for this one because um, when I opened, so I am drinking the uh, Brunette by Brewprint. I, it's kind of a it's been such crappy weather here in Raleigh. It has Very been. gray and rainy. So I felt like a, a brown ale wasn't out of line. Even though it's the summer, it just felt... Because it's, it's been keeping it a little cooler, so... Yeah, which is fine by me. Yeah. And by cooler, by, by, we don't mean yeah. cool, just, yeah. By cooler, we mean it's 82. Yeah. <laughs> which, hey... Uh, this time of year, we'll take it. Yeah. But um, when I opened it, it overflowed... And got all over my Aloft koozie, which I usually oh. drink out of. So I went to look for my other one, and you had it. Yes, I did. And I found, like, three Bills ones, but obviously I wasn't going to use I a Bills koozie. I didn't, I didn't know I had three Bills koozies. You have at least two. Your mom got you another one, remember, last Christmas or last visit or something? I guess I kind of remember that now. Yeah, you've got a couple. Uh, well, my main Bills koozie was already outside. 
Okay. Which I, which I realized when I went outside. Then you have three because there are two right now in that drawer. Okay. I, I saw them both. I, I honestly didn't know that. I had to dig for the something different, so I have the business and beers. There you uh, go. <laughs> anyway. Um, so. That, and that was koozie talk. That was koozie talk. Like the worst podcast ever. Just all koozies all Somebody's the time. probably got one. <laughs> that is what I would call a niche podcast. Um, do you have any housekeeping? Any I do items? not. All no. right. Well, then. As per usual. As per usual. <laughs> I'm the one who's chatty. <laughs> um, well, then let's get right into it. So I said, hello was the hint. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is how you say hello, apparently, and hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. In Swedish? It, in many languages, probably. Honestly, it sounds very French. Mm. And it is derived partially from French. Because today, my friends, we are taking a trip south to the island of Hispaniola and the country of Haiti. This oh. is the story of the 2010 Haiti earthquake. Oh, yeah. Yep. I thought it was 2009. Nope. Was it 2010? Yep. Very okay. early 2010. Okay. Yep. On January 12th, in fact, 2010, a catastrophic earthquake devastated the li- the island nation of Haiti, killing an estimated... You ready for this? I know it's a lot. 160,000 people. Shit, I didn't know it was that many. And that's an estimate. That's, like, we'll yeah. get into all of that, but yeah. Um, so... This this disaster, so we went super, wait, it was last week? No, last week would have been Air Canada. Mm-hmm. Week before, we went super old school with um, Vesuvius. So this is a much more recent disaster, obviously, that I'm guessing everyone who's listening has some recollection of because it was a big deal, clearly. 160,000 people. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I think most people remember when this happened. It was... Very recent. Yes. Only eight years ago. Eight years ago, yep. Um, So unless someone is listening who's like 12, which you should not be, turn this off now. We're not appropriate for 12-year-olds. You're a very morbid child if you are listening. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I remember when it happened, but I did not remember the the death toll. I didn't didn't realize it was that high. I knew it was... Tens of thousands, but right. I, I didn't know it was over, well over a hundred thousand. To put this into sort of some perspective, the uh, 2004 tsunami, which we absolutely will cover at some point, that's going to be a big one. The Boxing Day tsunami, mm-hmm. um, it killed an estimated, um, I think, like two hundred fifty thousand. See, which I thought is that was I thought that was more. I thought that was like almost four hundred thousand. I think I, I started researching it at one point, and I think it was somewhere in that range. It was a. It was definitely lot hundreds of, of thousands. But think of yes. this. Think about this. If say let's say let's even say it was three hundred twenty thousand. This is half that death toll, in one tiny little country. In a, in a matter and in a matter of seconds. Yes. Well. For the most part. Well, no, somewhere at. Uh, Injuries, but whatever that people that later died, but still, um, that was in one country versus the tsunami. I think it was like fourteen countries. Yeah, the tsunami hit. Tsunami hit a lot of geographical area. So that's like even though it's half the death toll, it was all one country, one small country. Mm -hmm. So that this is, we'll get into this. The devastation of this earthquake basically can't be overstated. Sure. So. Um, 
So I wanted to get into the history of Haiti because I think it actually plays a really important role in the level of devastation of this earthquake. A lot of it goes back since the inception, basically, uh, or at least hundreds of years um, in the history of Haiti. So for geography's sake, since we've turned into the geography podcast a little bit, um, the Republic of Haiti is on the island of Hispaniola, which is the island that um, Haiti and its sort of sister country, can you name that sister country? It's the Dominican. Yes, the Dominican Republic. Um, it's part of the Greater Antilles Islands, uh, with the, and it has the Caribbean Sea to its south and the Atlantic Ocean to its north. So two separate seas on either side. And like geographically, as far as in the islands go, it's kind of sandwiched between Cuba and Jamaica to its west and Puerto Rico to its east. So mm-hmm. it's like Cuba, Jamaica... The island of Hispaniola, so Haiti being the western one, and then mm-hmm. uh, the Dominican Republic being sort of the south and, and eastern one, and then Puerto Rico. So that's how the, the chain kind of goes. And we all know, or at least all of us who grew up in Florida know, that Cuba is 90 miles due south from Key West. So, um, so I grew up, ironically, not all that far from, well... From Haiti, from, it's well, a little longer than yeah, farther than ninety still, miles, but still, but still. Yeah. I grew up closer to Haiti than I did to where you grew up. That's yes, for sure. <laughs> that is for damn sure. So, um, proportionately, Haiti takes up a little less than half of the island. So the Dominican Republic, like proportionately, is a little bigger. And Haiti is about 10,700 square miles. Current population estimated to be around 11 million. Okay. So that's the population of the island. I guess I didn't realize it was that many people. It is the second most populous country in the Caribbean, second to Cuba. Okay. So so here is some history on Haiti. Um, Haiti was originally occupied by Taino Native Americans, and the current language, do you know what the current language in uh, Haiti is? Haitian. Uh, Okay, yes, Haitian Creole. (laughs) Oh, okay. Haitian Creole, specifically. And the current language of Creole in modern-day Haiti was spoken in a form even back then, so their language goes back years, well, lots of languages do, but... But for the, the, quote, new world, it's, you know, a long time to have a, a language be rooted. Um, and it is from their language that the name Haiti came from. It means, quote, land of high mountains. Because okay. Haiti is very mountainous. Um, and it's kind of shaped in sort of like a, a sort of a semicircle or horseshoe sure. shape kind of thing. Um, so there's a lot of water, even more so because of, of this shape and... Um, uh, it's just, but yeah, it just is just half the island. Now the um, the island itself as a whole, with the two countries, is called Hispaniola, and it was discovered, as we like to say, in 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And what a dipshit he was, <laughs> because he thought, of course, that he he thought he was in India or China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, it was a t- crapshoot. Like, well, it's I'm either in India or China. Seriously, never was a man so 
well, I don't know. There's there's maybe a lot of competition for this. So incompetent, who was raised oh, to such a level? Oh, there's plenty of competition for that. <laughs> We've had we have lots of current uh, examples. <laughs> yeah, but. but yeah, it's um, I don't get why we still celebrate Christopher Columbus in America. Like it doesn't make any. He didn't. Find us. No, he like there were. He did a lot of really awful stuff, actually. Well, he did, but everybody. Sure. <clears throat> any person of influence did back in that time, so I'm not going to judge that because okay. I think uh, people of wealth and influence at the time were just sociopaths. I think that's just, <laughs> yeah. I think that's just how they were. were. Are yeah. you saying past? Well, true, <laughs> true. Many still are. Um, so I'm, I won't judge on that because mm-hmm. people did all sorts of sick shit back 600 years ago almost. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't even find us. No, so I don't even know. Like I, I, I Like I don't, like that whole recent, like every time a Columbus Day comes around and people are like, yes. why are we still uh-huh. celebrating? I'm not going to make a big deal out of it or make like. Well, yeah. Demetrius is. Demetrius is, yes. Demetrius he, doesn't, he doesn't like it at he all. He does not. He just came in to tell us that. <laughs> So I'm not going to get into, you know, Twitter battles and stuff like mm-hmm. that that I see about Columbus Day or people trying to defend it and stuff. Because historically speaking, he should really have nothing to do with our yeah. history because he doesn't. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> certainly didn't discover anything. He influenced a lot of things in the area geographically. Sure. Um, not for the best, necessarily. No. But neither did the pilgrims, neither did no. a lot of people who discover Settlers. or settle. Yes, yeah. it can be. <laughs> that's a really... Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only context I have for, like, people with an argument for keeping Columbus Day is from a Soprano, Sopranos episode. I think it was called Christopher. And it was kind of like a double meaning because of Christopher, remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. The character. Christopher. But also, <laughs> it took place around a Christopher Columbus parade that the Italian-American whatever league or or, was like all for. Sure. Maybe it wasn't just that. It it was that Tony and his crew were all for this parade. They considered him a hero or something. But I don't know if that's true of Italian-Americans or if that was just something in the Sopranos. I have no idea. So I don't know either. Other than that for people who want to keep it. I am all for keeping a holiday. Um, like, you know, a federal holiday and people, kids get off school and stuff, but you could call it, like, there's been a lot of, um, uh, suggestions of what Indigenous Peoples Day or, you know, like, to call it, celebrate different things or whatever, honor different things. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about that Columbus asshole. Yeah. Well, so, anyway, at that point, Haiti or the island of Hispaniola, um, became ruled by the Spanish who, among other things, passed along a lot of infectious diseases to the Taino, which was not just a problem in Hispaniola. It was a problem a lot of places. Sure. Where people coming from one part of the world that had never had interaction with people from the other part of the world pass on diseases that they have no immunity towards, no, uh, you know, no ability to fight off the infection. So, yeah, that was not good. Yeah, uh, early settlers here giving Native Americans... Uh Smallpox blankets mm-hmm. come to mind. Smallpox pox blankets? Yes. What is like they it purposefully they had, infected them? Yes. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> yes. That's hideous. Yeah, that'll be uh well that 
we'll probably never cover that because that to me is a crime. That is a crime. Yeah. So, but yeah. if you're curious about that or you think I'm full of shit. Actually, should should cover that. Just, that would be great. Just look it up for yourself. I believe Small this was in the late 1700s or early 1800s. Um, but yeah, mm. that's, um, that's horrible. It's interesting in, uh, the sick, the most sickening way possible. Yes. Ugh. So anyway, in 1625, so like almost 150 years later, Haiti passed into French rule and the French decided to farm sugarcane there. Like okay. that's big in Cuba too, I yeah. think. Um, and so that's when they brought in thousands of slaves from Africa. Uh, slave life. Well, somebody, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> slave life was obviously horrific in the best of circumstances, but Haiti was considered one of the worst slave colonies. So imagine how bad it has to be to be considered the worst slave colony. I don't know. Anytime I've had a discussion with a Confederate person, they oh, think God. slavery was awesome. Oh, my God. If you think that... Leave us a one-star review and stop fucking listening. Because you suck. Sorry, I'm going to totally pass. I'm staring down this microphone, passing judgment on you. Okay. Yes, Demetrius does too, for the record. By the late 18th century, um, African slaves far outnumbered the colonists with about 700,000 Africans 22,000 freed slaves, and 25,000 Europeans. So, vastly outnumbered. Okay. Okay, it was cute the first two times. You're getting fed soon. The French Revolution of 1789 inspired the slaves and the freed slaves to seek more civil rights, or basically, at that point in time, any civil (laughs) rights. Any rights. And because of their... (laughs) Like like a bathroom break. Yeah, right. Well, just... Or food, or not being beaten, or any number of things. And because of their strength in numbers, they revolted. The French sent troops in response, and even though the U.S., the United States, initially remained kind of hands-off in the matter, we were pretty new ourselves at that point, this is 1789, um, we eventually sent troops to help the Haitian forces, since... More so than... so To help the Haitians against the French. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. Because we love the French? Uh, The French helped us immensely in the Revolutionary War. And and essentially funded it. Like, that's who we owed all of our money to after the war was over. Maybe I was thinking England. I was like, I thought we were not fond of the French, but maybe that was England I was thinking. Well, well, we probably weren't completely fond of the French either, and I don't think they were very fond of us, but they had... We had a... Mutual interest, so to speak, in taking the British Empire down a notch. Okay, well, fair enough. But I think what it was is they didn't—they didn't want the French to be expanding their territory, especially so close to the United States. When what gets talked—what gets talked about very little um, when our nation first came to be in the first couple decades of our nation, Mm -hmm. because. Our founding fathers had uh, mostly br- British influence. Mm-hmm. A lot of them also had French influence. Okay. Uh, like Benjamin Franklin come, is, you know. Okay. Um, so early on in our own history, people were afraid that our government would bend towards either a French style of government or an oh. English style of government. Okay. 
because... Well, I know we were super anti-monarchy. Like because we what we were trying was mm-hmm. brand new. Yeah. Um, so people... <laughs> people were skeptical at best mm-hmm. of how this was this whole thing was going to turn out. Okay. So, so that does surprise me. Well... That at a time where we owed the French probably in today's currency uh-huh. billions of dollars to help us fight a war that we sent in troops against them. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, didn't, well, I didn't know I, that. We did, I guess. Um, after years of fighting, that began in 1791, Haiti, or Saint-Domingue, as it was known at the time, and it took up the whole island of Hispaniola. So there was no separate separation between sure. Haiti and... Um, it was just one island at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just Hispaniola. Um, finally won its independence from the French in 1804 after an estimated 100 to 350,000 Haitians died in the fight. Really? Yes. So it was a, they, when they revolted, it was a bloody revolution. And if you figure there was like at that point, roughly 750,000 native peoples or, or Africans and native peoples in that country, up to half of them got wiped out sure. during this revolution. So, um, U.S. President Thomas Jefferson refused to recognize the new republic because he was afraid the revolution on the island would inspire slaves in America to ah. revolt too. He's might might, might, al- <laughs> might also have inspired his girlfriend. <sighs> yeah, that's the- who was a slave, by the way. Oh, I know, <laughs> Sally. Something, right? Something, yeah. yeah. The hypocrisy of our forefathers is rich, to uh, say the least. It was Thomas Jefferson who wrote that all men are created equal. Did you know that? While owning slaves. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of hypocrisy, <laughs> our country was founded on hypocrisy, just for the record. Oh, we still thrive in it. Oh, yes. We sure do. It's never ended. No. So, by this point, Haiti was split into two parts, the state of Haiti in the south and the kingdom of Haiti in the north. Now, this is a very condensed version of their their history because it goes back and forth so much. But after a lot of internal strife, Haiti um, endured an attempt... An attempted conquering by France, which then Haitian President Boyer staved off by buying Haiti's independence for 150 million francs. Okay. Now you gotta do what you gotta do. Which took over a century to finish repaying. Sure. Which kept the Haitian economy suppressed for, like, a century. So because they were in debt to the French for so long, like, their economy was just always kept down... Basically, you know, so. Um, in 1844, the Dominican Republic fought for and won its independence, and so Hispaniola was split into Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So that's how, that's the story of how that happened. Um, and this is a short history. There was so much information on, on Haiti, as with any country. Sure. But, Yeah. By the early 20th century, Haiti was in debt pretty badly, still to France, but also to Germany and the United States. Um, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson sent forces to Haiti in 1914 and took control over the Haitian National Bank. So it was basically like, okay, we're running your money now. And the the side topic, Mm -hmm. um, 
So this is this is before our involvement in World War One. Yes, World War One is underway. We're just not in it. Right, yet. we fought like seventeen to nineteen, something like that. To eighteen, we were only in it for like really? a year. Yes, a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But um, I read it a long time ago. I'll have to read it again. Um, there is a book by a general, and my God, his name is escaping me. I read it a long time ago. He's got an uh, Smedley Butler. Oh, that's a name. Smedley Butler was a four or five star general at this time, uh, who wrote a book which I implore anybody to read. It's called "War Is a Racket." Ah, um, this is the start. I believe that around this time, the early um, the early twentieth century, is when the United States starts dipping their toe into imperialism. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's. We so you have this. Uh-huh. You have uh, you have Panama, which is either happening at the same time or is about to happen. Can I the say pan, The Panama Canal. Sure, I'm sorry. Panama! <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. That's about a car. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Little, okay. Yeah. Little side topic. Yeah. But this is well, this you is like history. So this is when a, this yeah. is when American imperialism is starting to ramp up in the in the early twentieth century. And we're still at it a hundred years oh, later. Yeah, we'll never stop. Yeah, that sucks really badly. Okay, so like I guess a sort of positive externality of um, American occupation was that infrastructure in the country in Haiti was improved. Um, and Port-au-Prince became the centralized power center, mm-hmm. Port-au-Prince being the capital of Haiti. We also killed a bunch of Haitian people. That would be the negative externality. Um, well, not hey. even. It was just a bad thing. Hey, they got then. a bridge out of it. <laughs> um, while we were there, because, of course, we're dicks. We do that. <laughs> we like to go places and kill people. It's what we do as Americans. Go America. Yeah, and there's really no denying that. So, we're, we're dicks. So, we're bullies. We're the international bullies. So if you don't like that statement, I don't know. I don't know what to one tell you. One star review. Stop listening. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. We'll see how many <laughs> awesome one star reviews we can get from white supremacists. That's my new uh, my new goal. All right. <laughs> we finally left in 1934, 20 years later. But then there were... Um, significant skirmishes between Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So I'm sure. Things just remained unstable. Well, I mean, you have two essentially poor nations yes. sharing an island. Yes. So that's bound to happen. Yes. And we'll get into how poor Haiti is Ugh. in just a minute. Um, well, we saw how poor the Dominican was. Uh, yeah. So I'm yep. going to guess Haiti's not any better off. And we were there five years after the earthquake. Yes, yeah. but we were not in, we were not in Haiti. No, and no. we were not where the, that no. was an issue. But anyway, uh-uh. um, Haiti uh, was one of the founding member countries of the United Nations. Really? Yeah, formed in 1945. That's interesting. And it's, it, they started to kind of ramp up um, it becoming a vacation destination because it's still in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, an island, you know, a tropical paradise sort of island nation so I mean, not in, not really to the citizens, but to the tourists. You know, it, it, they can definitely do that. So, um, and especially Port-au-Prince, they were really emphasizing tourism to Port-au-Prince in the fifties, especially. So, 
Dr. Francois Duvalier was the president in Haiti from 1957 to 1971, and his son succeeded him from 71 to 86. And they both ruled with just like a giant iron fist, killing an estimated 40 to 60,000 of their own people. And then, <laughs> again, then there was a series of coups throughout the 80s and the 90s and in 2004. Okay. So, all of this clearly shows that Haiti has never had it easy. It has just been a struggle from the word go. Ever since that dumbass Columbus, <laughs> you know, landed, it has just been one thing after another, after another, after another. Between internal struggles and then obviously a lot of other countries sticking their hands into Haiti um, and just feeling like they could do it. Just come come along and push the uh, an, an entire country down. Um, not to mention the fact of where it is located. It is prime hurricane and tropical storm territory. It is sure. nothing new for Haiti to get pummeled year after year after year by tropical storms and hurricanes. So things have been rough in Haiti for pretty much its entirety. Um, they currently rank as the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere and are ranked as number 149 of 182 countries on the Human Development Index. So. Put that on your tourism flyer, Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is come, that come see our sugarcane fields. And our oppression. It's it's a beautiful place, obviously, naturally. No, it, it, well, yeah. But, yeah. But that's where it ends. Well. <laughs> oh, I meant to say, I drove by the um, Governor Morehouse School for the Blind today. Oh. Coming back from downtown. <laughs> which made me think of your joke. Did you see the, did you see the state prison fence? state prison fence catch a couple of the kids <laughs> no but i did notice that the parking lot was fenced yeah there's a fence around the whole thing uh, i'm thinking that's more for security than it, for it is wandering off. no it is but yeah it's the security so they don't wander come off. on <laughs> let's move on you weirdo okay because you don't know where you're going if you're blind yes you do do there's, you? Yes, there's plenty of ways to train people to be able to, like, for people to learn how to get around. We're talking about kids, though. Yeah, they're training, they're, yeah, they're teaching but I'm the saying, kids. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, adults, like, yeah. But the kids may not evolve No, the not kids are learning, that. they're not. They're learning. It's, jeez, <laughs> I just don't even know. Maybe you should volunteer at the Governor Morehouse school. I might. Maybe I will. There you go. Yes. And then you'll feel really bad at all these jokes that you... No, these, no, I won't. These ableist jokes that you've been telling. I'll tell them right in front of their face, and I bet they'll think it's hilarious. <laughs> if they do, then I will stop berating you for it. Yeah. Well, even if I did volunteer there, I would never tell them that. Well, yeah, I would. Yes, I would. I would tell them to see you turn red. I would. All right. So... Once I've gained their trust. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so, the earthquake. 
The island of Hispaniola does have a history of earthquakes. There was a really bad one, and so to, so was it on a fault line or yeah? And we'll get we'll one? get into that okay. in just a second. Yeah. So there was a really bad one in 1751, which particularly damaged Port-au-Prince, and another one in 1770, which basically like leveled the city. So while all this other shit was going on, there were also earthquakes and not, and also I mentioned like tropical storms and hurricanes, all just. And I can't even imagine with Haiti too. how you rebuild anything in that time. Right? I mean, well, slave all, labor is how well, they yeah, did that's, it. Yeah, actually, that's true. You're yeah. right. So the whole island was affected by yet another earthquake in 1842. But in that one, the... Or no, then in the next one, big one, um, was it, or one of the next big ones in 1946, specifically... So wait, 1842 to 1946? There, there were other earthquakes. I'm, okay. just, I'm just highlighting the worst of them. Okay. So there was one in 1842, and then there was one in 1946 that especially affected the Dominican Republic. Um, and that actually produced a tsunami, too, that killed almost 1,800 oh, people. Oh, okay. So, are you reading my notes upside down? No, I'm not reading your notes. Why do you always ask that? Because you really look like you are. Because I'm just, I'm just looking in that direction. Okay. I can't read upside down. I don't know how many times really? I have to tell you. Yes, and you have the same, yeah. and you have the same reaction every time. <laughs> but I'm telling you, okay. If I really want to try hard, I'm sure I could. But I'm all right, not. then just a couple of years before this tragedy. One tropical storm and four separate hurricanes. So five big storms. Two years before this, 2008 went through Haiti. Oh, wow. Okay. So shit was already fucked up. And about 800 people died in those total. So, yes. Unfortunately, Haiti certainly did not catch a break in 2010. On January 12, 2010, at 4.53 p.m. local time, a magnitude 7.0 earthquake occurred about 25 kilometers, which is 16 miles, southwest of Port-au-Prince. I was going to say, I knew the epicenter was, like, yep. very near the capital. Yep. Yeah. The quake itself took place about eight miles underground in an area called the en- Enriquillo Plantain Garden Fault Zone. Did you like my... Uh, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, so this is getting into, you know, you were asking if they were on a fault line. Yes. They were actually in a fault zone, which is like multiple oh, which fault is even lines. Worse. Yeah. So it's an area with a bunch of different strike slip fault lines. Sure. So we talked, um, when we talked about <coughs> Vesuvius, mm-hmm. we did talk about subducted plates. Yes. So one kind of went under the other. Mm-hmm. Strike slip is when they slide past each other. Yes. So that's what happens in California. Okay. That's what happens on the San Andreas Fault. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not the same as what was happening at Vesuvius, but still, obviously, any type still, of still. fault zone is bad. Uh, the the uh, the underneath of the Earth, which sounds stupid, but that's the you know, <laughs> thing. The tectonic plates of the Earth. The plates. Thank you. Uh, the Earth's crust. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how they shift. It's just devastating. It's going to the energy that comes from that is going to you know rise to the the surface and cause a lot of damage. Eight miles underground, so yeah. But you have to think. But it has to go somewhere. But think of all that force and all that pressure, and then when it gets released, where is it going to go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so the Enrico Plantain, it's getting more and more ridiculous, my pronunciation, Garden Fault Zone. And you only had one beer. 
I haven't even finished <laughs> yeah. it. Basically goes from most of Hispaniola on its eastern part out... I'm going to do a little weather map for you. So the eastern part of um, Hispaniola... Uh, out into the Caribbean Sea, west, south of Cuba, and north of Jamaica. So there's like, there's little thin waterway between Jamaica and Cuba, and it runs through that. Um, and by the way, if you ever want to get scared ever, just go read into the current fault, fault zones and what's happening and what will eventually happen as no, a result of the I'm, movement of the I'm Earth. Good. Anyway, just saying. Yeah. I know um, humans will be extinct eventually, and I... I, I, I kind of hope I'm here for it, and then I, I kind of hope, hope I'm not. I'm, I don't hope I'm here for it, but I don't mind the idea. No. I think it's, it'll be for the best. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, we, 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 had a, had we had a good, good run. Had a good run. <laughs> Actually, we had a terrible run. No, I wouldn't. I, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. We were a mixed bag as a species. A mixed bag is probably the, the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, apparently this earthquake had been coming for quite some time. Seismologists, (laughs) seismologists, it's a tough word, sorry. Seismologists were very aware that this fault zone was sort of due for a big one. Mm -hmm. In 2007, so just a couple years before this earthquake, they estimated it would eventually lead to a 7.2 magnitude earthquake. They were so, so close. And what do, sci- exactly. what do scientists know? <laughs> Science, Pichaw. Yeah. Come on. Um, the Haitian newspaper Le Matin even ran an article about 15 months before the earthquake that quoted a geologist saying there was an especially high risk of seismic activity in Port-au-Prince. So they called it. Well, if they're in a, if they're in a fault zone, mm-hmm. which is bad, mm-hmm. there is there's probably constant shaking you know but, but it could be but like it could small be small quakes yes like but it could be very similar to yes. california where there's just small and they're probably noticing like a constant tremors. uptick in well there's in the size seismology of, is its own science mm-hmm, so yeah. yeah absolutely there's very specific ways the whole but, but, point how, but you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to predict exactly when no, so what are you no. gonna do well i mean i guess the idea is if you can I identify and recognize areas with particularly high seismological, yeah, yeah, activity. Um, then you could work to like build the infrastructure such that it could. We could do that here easily, although we would right. probably, although we would definitely choose not to. Right. I mean, they're they're. I mean, well, I th- that's not that's not entirely true. That, sure, like, it is. places like LA and stuff have stricter building codes for that. Purpose. They've gotten better. Yes, um, only when they have had to. Granted, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep in mind, Flint does still not have clean water to this day. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about a country that is still, well, you said the poorest country in in our hemisphere, Western hemisphere, yeah. Western hemisphere. So. It's good that those people are there to say, "Hey, something's coming," but in the what are they going to do? Are, are they really yeah. going to? No, I, I'm with you. I, I, I understand that. Yeah, absolutely. I guess um, I guess if anything, other countries could be on the watch to be able to send aid. Sure. Maybe. Not, but we'll, well, we'll get into all that. But um, Now, Haiti was the closest to the epicenter, but to be clear, it wasn't the only country to experience the earthquake. It was felt in Cuba, Jamaica, Puerto oh, Rico. I'm sure. Yeah. And obviously the Dominican Republic. There were eight 
aftershocks within two hours of the main earthquake, which clocked at pretty high magnitudes themselves between 4.3 and 5.9. So they're basically... Mm-hmm. Those pretty big aftershocks. It was like nine earthquakes in a row. <clears throat> Eventually, it was concluded that there had been a total... Are you ready for this? Of 52 aftershocks Jesus. measuring 4.5 or more. That doesn't mean there oh weren't more than 52. God. It's just those were the ones at 4.5 or more after that main earthquake, which, with one of the largest coming eight days later on January 20th. So this went on for like a week. Jesus. There was a very small, very localized tsunami that did kill three people in a small fishing town. Obviously, compared to the overall death toll, that wasn't the most devastating part of the event. It was actually the earthquake itself. Sure. So I'm halfway through (laughs) my research because the real story is in the aftermath of, of this earthquake. So the effects, like I said before, the effects of this earthquake to the people of Haiti and to the infrastructure of the country Almost oh, can't be overstated. Fucking devastating. It, there's the whole there's, damn country was leveled just about. It, well, as far as like actual leveling, Port-au-Prince was, oh, was pretty bad. much done, yeah. and then it like obviously the closer to the epicenter, the worse it was, and then it got. I mean, I still remember seeing the, the pictures and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and later on that month, or in the following month of February. Uh, when the Saints won the Super Bowl, yeah, mm-hmm. there was a Saints player, and I cannot remember his name, but he was born in Haiti. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not. Sh- I don't think he was raised in Haiti. I doubt okay. it. Okay. But he. But like his parents he were had, Haitian. He had Haitian ties. Or whatever, yeah. Yes. Um, and they did a feature on him. I remember mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl because he went there, and it was yeah. just like, holy fuck. It was. Well, well, let's get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it primarily struck the most populous area of the Mm -hmm. entire country, Mm Port-au-Prince, leaving it basically in shambles. The Red Cross estimated that up to 3 million people in the country were directly affected by the earthquake. So either killed, um, displaced, had their homes destroyed, whatever, Yeah. yeah. And the country doesn't really have building codes. So virtually none of the buildings were built to withstand You mean make it a factory at a paper mache and safe? (laughs) So please note, this is why we have building codes. Yeah. So that our cities don't turn into absolute rubble in an earthquake. After an earthquake. Or a fire or any number of things. And that thousands of people don't die. Yeah. Look at... um, San Francisco in 1989 to see how important mm-hmm. building codes mm-hmm. are. Because so, guess what? There weren't many fucking building codes before that earthquake yeah. either. And that's why most of that yeah. city got toppled as well. The estimates of deaths are just that. Yeah. Pure you'll, estimates. You'll never know. There were so many people who died in the earthquake, combined with the fact that they didn't really have a system for calculating casualties. So, and I would guess, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to speculate here, mm-hmm. probably not the best, well, maybe, okay, let me, let me back that up. What I was going to say was maybe not the best um, coordination of rescue efforts. However, the, the main place that got hit was the capital, which was the main, you know, that's where, where the infrastructure that's was. Where that's in where the their body place. politic is. That's probably where mm-hmm. all the. And so if that's all gone. Right. How are you going to run anything? In so, any, yeah. yeah. Well, or, plus, ma- or maybe it was a little bit of both. Who knows? Plus, honestly, whenever a death toll is so high and can't be. Honestly, once you go past a few hundred people, it gets really tough to estimate deaths 
because um, of so many factors. But when you're talking about tens of thousands, over 100,000 people, and, and we'll get into this in just a sec, um, but so initially the, the reports were actually kind of inflated with estimates reaching over 300,000, but kind of what's considered sort of the standard estimate now is like around 160,000. Again, estimate, so it sure. could have been more, could have been less. Um, but there were an additional 200 to 250,000 or so injured. So, yeah, yeah. Like close to a half a million people were either dead or injured by this, by this earthquake. Um, so part of what they did to try and estimate casualties was based on bodies per square foot oh in the morgue. Um, but then apparently like workers in the morgue thought that there were way more than what that estimate was. But anyway, it's just, it's just almost impossible. Anyway, um, also in many cases, people were just personally burying their dead on their own, which you can't blame them for. That makes perfect sense. Like if, if a family member, like your house collapsed, everything was terrible and you survived, but your family member didn't. And there's just absolute devastation around you. It would make sense to just be like, look, I'm just going to have my little thing here with my family member and let me just bury them rather than like try and go through a morgue, which is already overwhelmed. Rather than just put a blanket over them and have them rot out in the... Or have have them carted off, you know? It it kind of... That that makes sense. But it did complicate like getting a death count. Yeah, because nobody gives a shit. Like, I know my brother's dead. Like, there doesn't need to be a, a, a figure on that. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. I, I don't care if, if he's counted or not, like, in the like, official yeah. death toll. I know he's dead. Yeah. That's that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, the huge majority of those who died were Haitian, obviously. Not a shock. Um, because nature is very non-discriminating, which we've said many, many times before, everyone from just average people to prominent citizens were killed. Several religious and government leaders were killed. This was the capital. Um, And like you said, the um, sort of center of politics in Haiti. And performers, scholars, athletes, you name it, you know, people from all walks of life were were killed by this. And that's also something that sort of struck me, you know, we've said many, many times nature doesn't give a shit. You know, who you are, it'll kill you, you know, if it if it does it then whatever um <laughs> the wealthy generally get spared though but well not, i mean no this... no no that's what i'm saying no it doesn't nature does not spare the wealthy it doesn't matter certainly not in this case but well, i'm yeah. saying in general that's why okay. i'm saying nature doesn't discriminate nature just kills whoever happens to be in its path but this is a case of sort of like yeah, nature didn't care that Hades really poor and needed to catch a break. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. So not all of the deaths resulted directly from the earthquake, but rather the conditions created in the aftermath. So some were trapped in the rubble, like with every earthquake, and were unable to be rescued in time, though uh, obviously some people were rescued um, in time. They just obviously couldn't get to everyone. Those who were injured survivors faced severe medical care shortages. Um, For one thing, most of the hospitals in the area were damaged. Oh, sure. And then there was a shortage of medical personnel because either they couldn't, like, because the roads were blocked, couldn't get there, or Or died themselves. Some of them were dead. Exactly. Um, 
So, obviously, medical and rescue workers weren't the only ones who couldn't get around. No one could move around easily within the area because of the crumbled buildings, homes, and roads. Not to mention the fact that the public phone system went out, some cell service was temporarily offline, and TV and radio stations went off the air for a while. Sure. So, I mean, it would just, like, radio silence for a while, and you couldn't get through. It would be horrifying. It's basically a post-apocalyptic type Oh fuck yeah! Event, yeah. yeah. Or, or, yeah. Uh, you pro- you sh- certainly don't have any power. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You probably have very little or, or no water. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And no one's no one can help you. Basically, yeah. You're on your own. Actually, yeah, yeah. And you might be, you might have a broken leg. You know, you might have had a concussion. Um, you know, whatever. Or have three little kids that you're trying to yeah, like I'd, watch after, and yeah. yeah. So. I'm sure to all of those people, it felt post-apocalyptic. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it would. It makes perfect sense. Um, thankfully, unlike other stories we've covered, the Haitian government did not refuse outside aid. Remember? Oh, like, yeah. There's been a couple. <laughs> yes. Been there's a been a couple. Amount. No, we can take care of this. Oh, well, we got it. In fact... They actually quickly appealed for it. They're like, oh, I'm Please sure. come and help us, which is well, was the right thing to do. Their main infrastructure is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. They, they had no choice, really, but to accept help. Yeah. But at least they did. Um, one of the first countries to help out Haiti was their neighbor on the island of Hispaniola, the Dominican Republic. Um, the U.S. responded by immediately sending an army battalion out of Fort Bragg. Okay. Out of North Carolina, um, along with a Navy hospital ship, an amphibious helicopter, and an immediate promise of $100 million in aid, um, with many other Army and Navy personnel and rescuers and resources to follow. Uh, Partners in Health, the largest healthcare provider in the rural part of Haiti, um, helped out. The Red Cross, the NGO Giving Children Hope. Um, Doctors Without Borders. I mean, the list goes on and on of charities. And I remember this. How, what a big international effort this was. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember. At least in, in the... the um, that was when um, texting a number to a charity yes. first became a thing. Let's hold that thought because okay. I'm going to get to that in okay. just a minute. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the first relief team to arrive in Haiti within 24 hours was actually from Iceland. Really? Okay. And many other countries, China, Qatar, again, the list just goes on and on, also lent aid. Um, Countries like the U.S., Canada, and the Netherlands eased their immigration and or adoption restrictions to allow for for more immigration. Now, wouldn't that be a lovely thing? To actually help people who are refugees. Yeah, Mm. who wants to do that? Anyway, um, although... I will say there was a weird, sad um, consequence of this. Apparently, some kids were just taken away from their families, like, oh, here, and and then got, quote, adopted out. That is always going to happen. Yeah. Sadly, that will happen to some kids. It will. The the percentage of it is probably 1% or 2%. Yes. Oh, I agree. It's not it's, worth. It's not worth like it, saying. Well, no. Then we can't do that. Yeah. We can't help oh, immigration. For some, for plenty of people, it's oh, worth sure. saying. Oh, we can't do that. Sure. At all. But um, one group of asshole missionaries literally just kidnapped children, saying you know that they were gonna well, help. Jesus them. told them to. No, he didn't. <laughs> for the record, he did not. Um, they you, claimed you tried telling them that they claimed they would be given a better life. Um, thankfully, they got caught 
incarcerated in Haiti, and the U.S. washed their hands of them, saying, we trust the Haitian justice system. Good. Yeah. Yes. Keep them. Yes. So, um, one Wyclef Jean ah. uh, became instrumental in social media engagement, which was pretty early on in social Very early events. on, yes. Um, uh, so, Wyclef Jean is Haitian, and his uncle was the Haitian ambassador to the U.S. at the time. So, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know either of those things. Um, now, let's get into the texting thing. So, quick side note on the Red Cross. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a kind of a big scandal a few oh, years I do. ago. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, they collected an awful lot of money, but didn't do a whole lot of good. Well, I actually, we'll get to that. I'll save that for the end. I saw a story on that on Vice News about what happened. Now would be a great point. To, okay, if yeah. you want me to. Um, Vice News did two segments on this, on the recovery effort. Okay. And where that money went. Um... I'm sure you could look it up, Vice News Haiti. This was probably maybe about a year or two, year ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was about two years ago. Okay. It was because we were still in a presidential debate. Oh, okay. Two so years this ago. Up. Um, and part of this thing on Vice News had to do with Hillary Clinton okay. and her ties and where some of that money went in Haiti. Oh, okay. They basically built a lot of stuff uh-huh. that. Haiti didn't need. Oh, like infrastructure that wasn't needed. They built like gymnasiums, oh, and stuff like that. Not homes and right. like government buildings. Because and they turned and this money over to contractors, and the contractors just did oh. what they wanted. So with it. it wasn't misappropriation per se, it was just really bad judgment calls. Well, here's what it is it's when you have business interests giving politicians money to uh, run campaigns, uh-huh. and then something like this happens, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, you know, time to pay us back. You're going to give us a contract in Haiti and we'll just do whatever we feel like. Wow. That's so sick. It, it is. And it made me really pissed off that I gave the Red Cross I did $10. Too. I did the exact same thing because that's where, where you were talking about the text and donate thing. Mm-hmm. I, I did that too. I think that was, I think it this was, was like Cross. the first. It's the first I remember. Yeah. Um, because texting was real, because the iPhone came out in what, 08? Oh seven. Oh seven. Okay, but not everyone had one right no. away. I remember like oh nine is when Smart, pretty much everyone started. Smartphones. A yes, I was gonna say this decade has been the decade of the smartphone. Mm-hmm. But at this time, some people some people well, had them. Well, there was them, like blackberries for a while. Sure. that was a thing. But um, I mean, bef- texting wasn't really huge until this decade, Mm -hmm. I would say. So yeah, it was kind of like a new thing to do. And yeah, I remember, I'm pretty sure I was working um, in Fuquay. Yes, we do have a town called Fuquay Verena, not far from (laughs) us, or Fuquay Vagina, as I'm sure all of the kids at the high school call it. All the kids who grew up in Fuquay. Um, You didn't even grow up there and you still call it that. Well, because I can (laughs) guess that that's what they call it. Anyway, um... uh, uh, I was working there and sitting in my office, and I remember just like text. Oh, we should yeah. text and donate to the Red Cross. Yeah. Well, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I mean, they, they got did, they got. I mean, the, the Voice News thing wasn't completed. They did get. They, they did, did build good things. They yeah. redid the power grid. They did certain things mm-hmm. that had to be done. Mm-hmm. But they wasted so much money. Yeah, that was the thing. They got five. They got half a billion dollars in donations mm-hmm. for the. the That's just thing. donations. Yes. That. That's not. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't include what our government gave them. Nope. That doesn't include what other governments nope. gave them. No. Nope. But yeah. Um so 
when this was all coming out, which was like around 2015, the Red Cross denied that any wrongdoing was going on, mm-hmm. but then they they switched. They're like, ah. Well, they, they handed their efforts over to the Haitian Red Cross. Yeah. So they kind of bowed out of the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, a e- lo- either way, it's... <sighs> It's, it's, about, it's about the sickest goddamn thing you could do. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Anyway. But, well, but again, this is a country that has been oppressed and subjugated by just about everybody who comes in contact with them. That's true. So it's, I mean, am I saying that's a good thing? N- fucking no way. No, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just bullshit. A, it's just a fact. It's just how it's gone. So it was the status quo, which is absolutely sick. But anyway. A lot of people were evacuated from Haiti to get medical mm-hmm. treatment because of the problem with infrastructure and the lack of medical care. Um, many people went to the Dominican Republic, obviously, because they were um, so close by. And about 500 patients were also flown to Florida, including Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami. Shout out to Jackson Memorial. So Jackson is um, the University of Miami's hospital. Oh, okay. The U. Um, I did the I did the U sign for those who couldn't see. Um, and for those who don't even know what the U sign is, it's just literally a U. It, it's like in, gr- in green, hands. in green, and like when uh, you play uh, yeah. an orange, green and orange. But when you play uh, what is it the foot the football where you play oh piece uh, of paper paper football yeah, yeah whatever and you do the goalpost that's mm-hmm. the U yeah with with all fingers out though yeah exactly um, like you can see us doing this right now. <laughs> um, which I didn't go to the U. My mom did for a little bit, and I did get accepted into the University of Miami's Frost School of Music. Just saying, I was pretty happy about that. Didn't go because it was too expensive. But um, anyway, literally so, cost a literally cost a Haitian to go there. <laughs> Shut up! That's a bad joke. But apparently, everybody likes your joke. Quinn's got me backed up. I know, <laughs> he does. I know, I know you're gonna back me up on that one, Quinn. Does. Don't let me down. <laughs> Um, but Jackson, so Jackson is known for their trauma center. Yeah, so, you've mentioned that before. Yep. Yeah. So anytime, like, if you're in Miami and you hear, like, oh, there was a horrible car crash or something, it always ends with they were li- airlifted to Jackson Memorial Hospital. Because that's where they, that's like, if you're going to survive in Miami, some horrible well, trauma, well, let's go hope, to Jackson. Let's hope they have Jackson Memorial, like, fortified with everything they need. I mean, obviously, you get you get hurricanes there. Well, they're going to be underwater pretty soon. It's true. So. Anyway, I th- they're downtown, I want to say. I've actually never been to Jackson. Been to Baptist many times, Baptist Hospital. That's pretty much the only hospital I've been to. I'm sure this is fascinating. It is. Yeah, let's, let me continue. <laughs> um, so... Another aggravating factor to this whole tragedy was directly because of the death toll. So when you have 160,000 people die, that means you have 160,000 bodies to bury, too. The cemeteries were just full up and couldn't bury anyone. While those who buried their own dead may not have been doing the legal thing, at least they were finding a solution to a problem. And actually, the Haitian government did suspend the law for a few days. That bodies, there was a law that, well, and this is like you... This is the same in America. You can't just, like, bury someone in the backyard. No. So there was a... Well, you can. Right. <laughs> well, but you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. So there's a law that, you know, that you have to... The body has to go through a funeral parlor. Like, it's... it's oh, to, okay. In Haiti. I'm not 100% sure if this is the same in the U.S. I was just, just going to ask that. Although but. you have to get buried or cremated, those or donated... 
Those are your options. So either they have to go through a funeral parlor to get buried or cremated. I guess I never thought of that. Or, to you know, your, the body has to be properly um, transferred, like, to the death farm, which is where I want to go. So. <laughs> um, listen to that criminal episode. It is amazing. And, and Death Farm would be a I great name. I think it's called Body Farm. Body Farm? Death Farm? Death Farm. Death Farm. It's just a great name for a metal band. I'm going to <laughs> okay. I'm gonna start one after this podcast. Technically, is done. aside from produce farms, most farms are death farms. Somebody's dying there. Death Farm. <laughs> With their debut album, Death Farm, and their title track, Death Farm. <laughs> no, the title track, no, the album would be called, um, um, Let's see. <laughs> you have to cut, that's hard to come up with on the spot. <laughs> the uh, the album would have to be um, Tornado Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, um, but the title track, yes, would have to be Death Farm. <laughs> so, um, so they suspended <clears throat> the the rule that bodies first have to go to the because they're like, okay, like, this we don't is have the space. And it's actually, it's, it'll actually be better for crops if you just throw them in the ground over there. Well, so apparently some people also threw bodies into the dump, which oh, sounds horrific. But, you know, when you're dealing with that scale yeah. and shock, I mean, obviously there's all sorts of PS, PTSD going on. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was like an intentional disrespect. I think it was just like a literally a practical solution. Yeah, you know, got to put so, them somewhere. I, I guess I would say that. But anyway, um, the government eventually instituted mass graves. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. But the the Red Cross encouraged them to fill out like make sure you fill out a form on every single body, um, take pictures of them, mm-hmm. and bury them like where you can find them again, so that people could claim them, sure. you know, and know where their relatives were buried. Um, I'm sure they're like, yeah, we'll do all that, whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that happened or not. They're like, just, they're like, just throw some lime in a hole and fit as many people in there as well, you can. But regardless, none of this was okay by the Roman Catholic and voodoo priests in Haiti. So one prominent voodoo priest called the mass burials degrading, indecent, and in- inhuman. Sorry, beer's kicking in. <laughs> because in the voodoo religion, visiting the graves of the dead is very important. Well, they, so, they can still do that. No, they can't because they don't know if their loved one is buried in a mass grave or not. If they, if the body wasn't identified, how they know it's not in that mass grave or that mass grave or that mass grave or still missing? They're just going to have to believe now, aren't they? Voodoo is different than <laughs> Christianity. Don't go putting Christianity's <laughs> bullshit on voodoo. I mean, it's all bullshit, but still. Don't assume that voodoo is like. I have no idea what what is. I don't know what that is. It's a religion. Yeah, I know, but I don't know what it entails. I I meant to look into it and I didn't because, like, the. Yeah, there's no point. Well, no, I mean, it'd be interesting, but you know, like, the stereotype is the voodoo curse and the voodoo doll or whatever. But it's. I mean, I I don't think that's all it is, obviously. Anyway, as for the damage to property, everything from homes to businesses to government buildings to factories to art museums, schools, everything was destroyed or damaged the educational system was basically shut down because half of all schools were damaged and three main universities were completely destroyed sure within a couple of months of the earthquake the total damage to property was estimated around 14 billion wow which 
sounded kind of low to me, but if you think about it, because of how poor I was going to say, they probably yeah, it's massively like un- under yeah. what like you'd have to inflate it to get the proper number basically. Sure. So there were reports of looting. As would be expected, fuck, we have that here anytime something happens in the U.S. Like, that's obviously. As well as vigilantes exacting their revenge on looters in the absence of protective authorities. Like, it's martial law. Or if that, there is no law, basically. It's kind of anarchy for a not. It's not martial law because there's no... There's, There's no. not much government <laughs> no. there to enforce it. It's anarchy. It's, it's street law. Yeah. That's that's what it turns into. But Street justice. But very nicely, there were also reports of people coming together to increase security in their own neighborhoods in yes. a peaceful manner, with some people even, like, singing and clapping to try to keep people's spirits up. All of those things are natural yes. in okay. a tragedy like this. Mm-hmm. All of those things... The best and the worst. ...have happened... Mm-hmm any part in the world where yes. something like this mm-hmm. has happened. That's just that's just yeah. human nature. Yeah. Some people are going to be dicks. Some people are going to exact their revenge on those dicks. Most people are, gonna be are going to come together. Good and decent and you know, yes. you know, help each other. Yes. So now into the long-term effects. Because a disaster of this scale will always be devastating to any country in the long term, and especially a country with the poverty level of Haiti... This earthquake had a lot of long-term effects on the country. Sure. So the first priorities post-earthquake were to reestablish a working government, because after all, many officials had been killed, and Port-au-Prince was the capital, so clearly it did some damage to an already precarious government. The last coup was six years prior Mm -hmm. to this, so... Um, they were also prioritizing clearing roads and trying to make conditions more sanitary. So thousands of people were living in these, like, makeshift camps. Sure. Um, long after the earthquake, most with little or nothing in the way of basic services like running water and sanitation. And that sanitation was such a big deal. It always is. But to add insult to injury, a cholera epidemic began. Oh. That's in, not good. In the October after the earthquake. So, to paint a picture, because of the destruction, you can imagine a lot of people had to make do without their homes. So, there were people literally sleeping outside in the street, in their cars, or in these makeshift um, camps. Um, which made for really unsafe and unsanitary conditions. What resulted was the first modern, wide-scale outbreak of cholera. So... Paint a picture here of cholera. It's an intestinal infection yeah. caused by yeah. bacteria generally from human fecal matter. Just so we know, the symptoms are awful, include diarrhea, vomiting, muscle cramps, and eventually, because of all your diarrhea and vomiting, dehydration and electrolyte imbalance. Cholera um, is usually caused by the consumption of non-potable water or unsafe food, which yeah. is basically you know all they had. So it's awful. The cholera outbreak lasted until last summer. Wow. 2017. So almost seven full years. It was sustained and even increased in 2012 when one Hurricane Sandy that we were all up in arms over here in the U.S. about how it hurt us. Well, guess what? It really hurt Haiti Mm -hmm. first. So just... I'm not I'm not meaning to put down any people who had to go through Hurricane Sandy. Every hurricane is awful and devastating to whoever has to go through it. But 
this they did not need another hurricane and they yeah, got but, another but, hurricane. To to my to the best of my knowledge, New Jersey did not experience a cholera outbreak because <laughs> of Sandy. <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> yes. A lot of people's homes and lives are lost and shit mm-hmm. got fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, it but, was terrible. But uh, this is the United States, so you'd we think... We can recover a lot better than yeah, Haiti. Yeah, a lot quicker can. than Haiti. You know, I so often think, and I used to think this even living in South Florida, when there would be, um, you know, the hurricane tracker or whatever, because we always watch it every single summer, um, I, I would feel bad when it would, like, go south of us and just plow through the Caribbean, because I'm like, look, we can deal with this shit. Those countries are going to be devastated by it. Like, it'd almost be better if we got the brunt of it, because we could afford it. Yeah, it's a damn good thing that <clears throat> you grew up in uh, Hurricane Alley. I know it's, yeah, I know yeah. it's Tornado Alley, but... All right. But uh, because when we were thinking of going to the islands for our honeymoon, you were like, no, that's hurricane. I never would have thought of that. Yep. And guess can... guess what barreled through while we were on our honeymoon in San Diego? Like three different hurricanes yep. in like that 10-day span. That's right. Never, if you can avoid, I mean, this is such not, a first world Do problem. not go to an island for anything in the Caribbean anyway. Between the do, months of June and November. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, and even then you're not guaranteed, no. but it's, but it's, uh, Jesse's being distracting over here. Jesse Pinkman. Oh, we're, this is making for fascinating podcasting, I know, but I'm going to be sure. too lazy to edit it out. <laughs> All right. Um, so the cholera outbreak was basically its own independent bad thing. Almost 10,000 people died from that Holy alone. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, and hundreds of thousands of others were infected but survived. So, to be clear, the outbreak could have happened and, and may have happened independent of the earthquake, but if it didn't cause it, it at least aggravated it. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Anyway. So, thousands of Haitians left the country en masse becoming refugees in the Dominican Republic and other countries. A total of an estimated 1.5 million people were displaced and left homeless. Hence the need for those camps, you know, for those who remained. Economically, this was just just devastating on an already poor country. Um, The country had been trying to revive its tourism industry. Obviously, this did not help at all, (laughs) so that was nixed. As of last year, unless, last year, unless they wanted to attract tourists that wanted to build homes while they were there, yeah, it, well, <laughs> disaster relief, yeah. As of last year, the United Nations reported that two and a half million Haitian citizens were still in need of aid, that and that there surprise there me. were still over fifty thousand people living in those camps. Yeah. So in the end, the lives of literally millions of Haitians have either been disrupted, devastated, or taken completely by this earthquake and while the event itself was horrific the lead-up of centuries of oppression poverty and natural disasters was a highly aggravating factor that only magnified the earthquake's impact sure and that my friends was the story of the 2010 haitian earthquake yeah and to the red cross i'd like my ten dollars back please (laughs) I'm I'm kidding, of course. Yes. But but seeing those um, seeing those news segments that I did um, really pissed me off. Yeah, it's, it's just like I don't. I just I do not understand greed. 
Uh, yeah, me I, I don't. Either. I don't get it. Like me I just. Either. I can't go there. Good. So so I I couldn't imagine. You're this big wealthy contractor with more money, most likely more money than you'll be able to spend in your fucking lifetime, and you need a little more at the expense it's of such bullshit. At the expense of people uh, living in their car or in a makeshift tent. Mm-hmm. I just, I just I do not understand it. Yeah, here's an idea: don't be a fucking dick. Just don't be a greedy yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's the worst. Yeah. It is. It is. One of the lowest human qualities, in my opinion, is greed. Yeah. It's just... Because you'll do anything for it. It's yeah. so consuming. Yeah. It's awful. It is horrible. So, and especially, like, in this case, a country that has so little. It's like, this is a perfect opportunity to take advantage. Of oh, and I'm sure that's exactly people. how they thought of it. It's so sick. They're like, it's well, so we'll build this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. But that extra $5 million that we were supposed to use on this, this, and that, that's mm-hmm. just fucking going in my pocket. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, it's a, I, I didn't know all the, the, the full effect of the devastation uh, on Haiti from this. And clearly it's still a big issue. Well, that's the stuff that never gets reported. What gets reported is the initial right. happening. And the response. And the response. Mm-hmm. And then after about a week, 10 it days, 2 weeks, it's news. like, whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What do we care about poor people in a third world country? Well, we don't care about poor people in our own country. Fair enough. So, <laughs> so they're like, okay. But yeah, that was uh ugh a bad one yeah they're all bad but that was that was a bad one and the response of it was definitely just disgusting but anyway that's what we're we're here for to discuss all bad things that's right and this has been another episode of all bad things i'm david i'm rachel we'll see you next week